We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. And welcome to Rams Uncensored, motherfuckers! I'm your host, Tommy Avance, as always with my co-hosts, Brian Juano and Mark Lujan. How are you doing this evening, Brian? Good, I'm good. I just had a call on the other line, and uh, we'll be calling him back shortly. But, um, doing great, feeling good about the win last week, and, uh... Ray fucking rock. Right on, right on. What's up, Mark? What up, what up? Ready to get this show on the road. Let's do it. How was your uh how was your day there, bud? Oh no, it sucked ass, but uh, you know, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. You guys when I asked you guys no? how your day was, you're very, very brief. Your lives sound very unfulfilled. Holy you want you want to hear about my fucking so. day? I had to I had to drive in hell. I had to drive in West Hollywood and Westwood, two fucking edges of 
fucking hell. That was my day. That's your day every day, though, right? On the west side. Living yeah, on the yeah, but I don't, try, I don't try to go to those places every fucking day, so let's be real. No, fuck that noise. You want to know how my so, day went, uh, Tommy? Yeah, come yeah. yeah, Let's see. I woke up, felt like shit, called into work, walked into my restroom. It was fucking flooded. Had a plumbing issue. My dog's been gone for two days now. Was working on the plumbing in the restroom all fucking day. Killing myself in there. And then called the plumber. Decided to give up. I quit. I'm a quitter. And they came in. They fixed it in like two minutes. Pissed me off. Paid 177 bucks to have that done. Five minute job. And then my dog showed up. Found her. So, you know, the day started like shit, but it turned around. Nice, nice. <laughs> so something good came <laughs> out of it. Yeah, no. It, it started like crap, and then it turned around, which I didn't think it was going to do. So basically, your day was like a country song when you play it backwards. You got your house fixed, your dog back, and your marriage is intact. Yeah, everything. I, I lost everything, and then it came back. Nice, Until tomorrow. Nice. Until tomorrow. Yeah, no, tomorrow's another day. I don't even want to think about that right now. Absolutely. The one man. the only thing I'm thinking about right now is this beer I just cracked open. What are you drinking? Uh you know what? I got the slice special. The modello. <laughs> At least it's not a white claw. Oh, I got one in front of you, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Of course you do. All right, so gentlemen, I should probably uh, put you guys on hold and call uh, Mr. Leroy Irvin. I'm guessing. I don't know. Is that who our guest is today? That is. So uh, I will be back in a minute. You guys keep this going. Right on, buddy. Let's get it. See you on the other side. Ladies on the men, Jay. Yay. So what do you think of... uh the NFC West right now, Mark? Uh, you know, we're in third place right now. we got a couple of good teams in front of us. Although I think the Seahawks are not as, not what their record shows. Uh, I think they're very, very beatable. Uh, obviously, after we missed a field goal and we should have beat them. Uh, I still think we're in the thick of things. I still see the Niners kind of having a, a slump in the near future. They're going to drop a couple games in a row. And we'll be right there. You know, we got the Bengals this week. And uh, I'm feeling really good about our positioning right now. The NFC West, it's still up for grabs. Yeah, the the way the schedule's played out so far, the Rams had some tougher opponents in the beginning and had some growing pains of their own, which didn't help. And uh, if you look at the schedule for the Seahawks and the Niners coming up over the next eight weeks, it gets much tougher than it has been and the Seahawks learned that already last week having to host the Baltimore Ravens who are a good team and beat them down in their own house so it just goes to show we don't really know who people are until they play somebody who's any good right no absolutely you're right about that the 49ers Um, play the Carolina Panthers this week and they're a good team without Cam Newton with Cam Newton eh, they're all right but this kid is killing it. I know that they haven't played um, some good opponents, but they've 
went four and zero. Nonetheless, are they playing in Carolina or are they playing at home? They're they're playing um, in San Francisco. But dude, home field advantage doesn't exist in the NFL anymore. Nobody cares about crowd noise. Nobody cares about any of that stuff. It just it doesn't matter anymore. You know, uh, when, you know. You let know, me, let I want to. Okay, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me explain something to you about home field advantage. Home field advantage disappeared when Michael Vick broke the curse of no one going into Lambeau in the playoffs and beating the Green Bay Packers. The day that that happened, home field advantage was out the damn window, dude. That's when I all. That's when we all started to see it. That was the biggest. Uh, oh my god! I can't believe that happened. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm I'm back, right. guys, and I disagree with you. But uh, on that note, I'm back. You always disagree with everybody on this show. So <laughs> what's did. new? I was dude? gonna dis- Hey, I was gonna disagree with Tommy on that one too. I was gonna say going all the way from the West Coast to the East Coast, it it, it might not have affected the Rams as of late, but I think that does affect teams. Really? Well, maybe we can ask our guests on the phone how that's gonna work. Well, having said that, uh, please welcome to Rams Uncensored four-time All-Pro NFL record holder for the most punt return yards in a single game, former Los Angeles Rams cornerback Leroy Irvin. How are you doing today, my friend? Hey, great. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Just grinding, hanging in there. I'm sick, having a rough day, but we're here nonetheless, and we are glad to have you on the show, man. Hey, man, my pleasure, man. What's going on? Nothing much. Um, we just got some questions for you. We want to talk about um, the secondary in general. We've had a lot of shakeups. So, so Brian, you want to take that first question? Yeah, so first off, uh, Leroy, thank you for joining. Um, I was the one that reached out to you. We also have uh, Tommy Avance on the phone and Mark Lujan, just so you know. There's a couple other guys online. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? So, anyways, my my first question for you really is, um, with the addition of Jalen Ramsey and the subtraction of Marcus Peters, how's in your eyes, how does that really shake out for the Rams? Well, to me, you know, I love Marcus Peters. He's a great young corner. He just has to learn to be more disciplined. But as you watched him last week in Baltimore, he had a pick six to the house. So he, he and my guys at Baltimore told me they were glad to get him for the price they had to pay to get him because he has the most interceptions of all the corners in the last four years. So, but you know, Jalen Ramsey is one of those guys that only comes around so often. And I think when Talib gets back and we have Jalen Ramsey and we have him and we. You know, solidify our secondary. I think it's going. You know, it's going to pay great dividend. Great dividend. You know, Jalen Ramsey is one of those like Deion Sanders type, uh, Dale Green type corners, and if you have a chance to get them, you have to take them. Absolutely. Hey, Leroy. This is Mark. My my question it has to do with a little something else other than football. Um, your nickname, Iceman. How did that start? Shit, the producers gave it to me. I didn't know I was Iceman. I, I thought I was Prince Cargo. And that was a nickname that, that Doug Lee gave me. Doug Lee gave me the name Crush Cargo. And I like Crush Cargo because Crush Cargo 
was a guy that intercepted balls, took for the touchdown, scored on the defense. They gave me the main Iceman, but I kind of like Iceman because George Gervin, he's the Iceman, but I don't want to take George Gervin's name, but uh, I like I like Touch Combo better. That's interesting. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that either. That's interesting. Um, Leroy, this is Tommy. Uh, as a fan of the game now, um, who is your favorite defensive back in NFL history and why? Wow. Wow, man. Damn. That's all the questions. <laughs> I, I go from errors, right? You know, Mel Blunt talked to me about, you know, position and all that stuff. Lim Barney was one of my favorites. You know, I had a, I had a chance to play in the same area and, and get to know one of my good friends, Daryl Green. You know, and back uh, then, I, I know Mark Haynes. My, I mean, Mike Haynes. I know Lester Hayes. Uh, you know, I think that Pat Thomas and Rod Terry, of course, uh, Emerson Walls. And I was influenced by all of those guys. And, and you know, the, the thing about the game, the way it changed, when it changed into a passing game, or started to change into a passing game in the 90s, there was a guy named Deion Sanders. And he he basically changed the game for defensive backs as far as being able to shut down any person and the coach would say, okay, we got Michael Irving on this deal. Tony, don't even look that way. So, I mean, damn. So I think Dion changed the game for me as a defensive back, and he's probably the greatest defensive back ever. And I think maybe Dog Green is probably second. Nice. Um, so, Leroy, this is Brian again. I, I want to get back to our secondary. Um, and by the way, you could have answered yourself. I would, I would have, I would been okay if you said you were your favorite cornerback of all time. But. Um, I'll be alive. Right, right. I'm not done. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, no, back to our secondary. So, with the Rams losing Tlaib, as we've already talked about, and losing J.J. in the back end, um, how long do you think it's going to take this secondary to actually, like, blend together and start playing the way they need to play to, you know, be a championship uh, secondary? You know, um, the game has changed. You know what I mean? Yep. So, like, when I came into the league, before I came into the league, guys played together for a long time. They were long-time backups. They knew their role when they came into the game. Now you have, you know, Khalid is out. He's gone. Peters is gone. Now you got Ramsey in there. What, what, what is the continuity? Where's the communication between corners, safeties, you know, and the linebackers? So I think that uh, it's a hard. When Tanit gets back, though, I'm going to tell you something. When Tanit gets back, and you talked about home field advantage, when Tanit gets back, they're going to be able to go to anybody's park and shut all of them down. Okay? 
They'll be a shit. I don't give a damn who they are. But the music is back, and you got Ramsey. Hey. It's going to be like the old days when I had Pat Thomas and Rod Perry and Jerry Green and Gary Green, where we were all, all pros, and teams had to choose and decide who they were going to go after. When Khalid gets back, watch out. It's going to be lights out in the long secondary. All the young kids, well, you know, uh, the guys, the kid from Washington, you know, uh, you know, huh? Taylor Rapp. Yeah, Taylor Rapp. My son plays at Washington. I think Taylor Rapp's going to be one of the, he's, he's, he's going, he's going to the Pro Bowl. But before his career's over, Taylor Rapp is going to the Pro Bowl. And so I think the Rams secondary, and get Johnson back, you know, I'm not sure how long his injury's going to be out for, but, when you have two great corners, and you have a good nickel guy and, and a dime guy like Rap and Phil, I think the Rams secondary is going to be one of the best secondaries in the league. It, they will be the best secondary in the league. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Yeah, I can't argue with that. So this is Mark again. My question, and again, it has to do with the outside of football. So if you had to choose a different career path other than the NFL, what would it have been and why? I see picking cotton. <laughs> I would have chose being a cotton picker or, 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 or working at the local grocery store or maybe sitting on the shelf. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, my dream was to be an NFL player. And this, this, is, this is the kids out there, right? I had three goals, and I knew I could, could I could obtain at least one of them. My first goal was to, you know, play, you know, go to college, play football, and go to the pros. Go to college, play football, and be a, become a high school head coach. Go to college, play football, and be a pilot in the, in the Air Force. So those are my three goals, and so I knew that. You know, if I just, you know, you know, you can say, you know, my goal is to be the center of the Lakers. I want to be the center of the Lakers. Well, shit, I'm only 5'10". <laughs> <laughs> shit, I got to be 5'10". I had realistic goals. I had, those are my three goals. And so, uh, yeah, if I could have been anything else, which I already have been as a high school head coach, I probably want a head coach. I lived all my dreams except being a pilot in the Air Force. <laughs> well, have you, have, you, have you followed that up with uh, flying at all? Like any kind of like private lessons or anything? If somebody's going to use their lessons for free, shit, I can, oh, I can barely afford the gas. Please, I'll drive. Let alone an airplane. No, I'm joking. But um, <laughs> no, I never really followed it up. I never, I took some flight classes out of Ontario out there. And uh, I never really, I never really flown an airplane. And that, that, that would be my most, that would be my dream come true, flying an airplane. Nice, that's awesome. Well, I, I'm actually, I'm actually a former Air Force guy myself, uh, Leroy. So oh, I yeah. used to be, a, I used to be a crew chief on airplanes. Okay, cool. So I, I've been, I've been in there. I haven't flown them, but I've been in the cockpit while they're flying. It's a really cool experience. Well, I, right now. I don't want to fly one of them big suckers. I want to fly a little one first. But, but I think with practice, I could be a good pilot. <laughs> <laughs> 
GPS is on there right now. But, but my, my dad was in the, in the Army, so I just had realistic goals. I mean, the kids nowadays, the parents are telling them, oh, you'll figure it out. Stop figuring it out, I'm sorry. You, you don't figure it out until you're 40 or 50, and life's almost over. You got to figure it out when you're 15, 10, 13, 14. Figure out what you want to do and what you want to, and, and, and when you love something, right? You spend time learning about it. A friend of mine said, there's a million ways to make money. All you got to do is pick one of them and become really good at it. And so that, you know, to me, I think I did have three goals. I picked three of them, and one of them I became really good at. I love the answer. Awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, Leroy, I got a zinger for you. What team in the AFC has the best chance of preventing the Patriots from entering their 10th Super Bowl in 20 years? Really? You know the answer to that. <laughs> you know what? the answer to that? Nobody is the answer. Oh, man. Who are we talking about? Indianapolis? The, that's, uh, a no that's a I good answer. That's a good answer. Hey, that, that that was my pick at the beginning of the season before Andrew Luck retired. Yep. Yeah, now I'm thinking about it. Now I'm thinking there's still a chance. I do. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think Baltimore has a chance. I think Indianapolis we have a chance. We have an outside chance, but um, I don't yeah, Houston, Houston, Baltimore, and Indianapolis, I think, are the best chances because of their defenses yeah, and, and mobile quarterbacks. You know, hey, do you want something know? But the question was, who had the best chance of upsetting their perfect season? Right? Yeah, just preventing them from getting to the dance. You know, stopping them in the playoffs so, uh, was, from getting to the Super Bowl. January, so the dance starts in late December, January. And I think when that when it comes down to that, I think all those teams see here's what you have to understand about the Patriots now. I love Bill Belichick. I've trained Matthew Slater since he was a kid. When it comes to December, and you gotta go into New England, okay? And if you don't have an established running game, you're in trouble. Okay, because they can run the football, they can throw the football, they can stop the run, and they can stop the pass. I mean, imagine those DBs when it's snowing outside in, in, in New England. You can't catch the ball on them when it's perfect weather. Now you get the snow out there and the rain and the coldness and everything's a little late, everything's a little delayed. Those DBs are going to pounce on any offensive team that comes in the, in the New England. So I think right now, yeah, some of them might beat them in the regular season, but I just don't see anybody having a chance when they got to go to New England, Foxborough, in December and January. So yeah, that just right there, when you came onto the line, you heard them talking about home field advantage, and Tommy was saying there was no such thing anymore. I think I just heard home field advantage. 
Trust me. Let's say the Chargers win the West. Okay, let's say the Chargers will win the West. Okay. okay. Chargers win the West. And they got to play in the AFC Championship game in, in New England. Advantage you. Oh, advantage, <laughs> I mean, advantage hey, Patriots. Hey, it doesn't. They play, hey, yeah. listen. Even if they played in L.A., it'd be advantage whoever they're playing, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's say Houston. Right? <laughs> Houston got to go to, 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 to New England. In, yep. in late, in late, this, late January. Huh? Okay, <laughs> this is it. Indianapolis. Who plays indoors yep. all the time. Plays Jacksonville. And, you know, they got to go to New England in late January. How crazy would it be with the history between the Patriots and the Colts when Peyton Manning was, was with Indianapolis for Indy to go to New England this year and upset them in the playoffs? Like, oh, that, sure. that'd be, be kind of okay, nuts. Well, uh, and you know, what kind of odds are you going to give me? I'm going to bet $10 to win uh, $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, hey, Brian, let me just put in $10 right now. Give me my $10 so I, I can get in that bet. But <laughs> the thing is, when the, listen, when is the last time, okay, when's the last time the Patriots had the best defense in the NFL? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When, yeah, the, when the Patriots, now. when the now Patriots have the nobody's beating the yeah, Patriots this year. Let's be honest, like, dude. Are you talking about 2001? I mean, when? I don't yeah, know. That's only time I get the paid. last time they had 18 interceptions in the first six or seven games. The secondary lights out. You can't run the football on them. And by the way, they still got Brady. I mean, they ain't like got Brady. They, they got the. I mean, they got a fucking defense that is shutting everybody down. I know they're playing the AFC West. They got a defense of shutting everybody down. Now, let me ask you this, yeah. Leroy. Between, between Stefan Gilmore and Jalen Ramsey, who is the better quarterback? Because this is a topic of conversation on Twitter lately. Actually, I'm with Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's the best corner in the NFL. Jalen Ramsey! Jalen Ramsey! Yep. Who's the other guy you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you been in the Pro Bowl? True. How many times have you been in the you're right. Uh, Enough, said. Enough said. Enough said. How, how good was Stephon Gilmore on Buffalo? I don't care. You, you know what I mean? How many times has yeah. he been all pro? How many times has he been to the Pro Bowl? Let's I can't think of one. I don't know. I don't pay I attention to Patriots. I think of one. I hate him. When did he been to the Pro Bowl? Well, so here, here, I have a, here, here's a topic conversation just with that Patriots defense, though. Do you think part of that is a product of the fact that they played a lot of weak teams early in the season? Who's that? The Patriots. No, not when they're beating them by 40. That's hot. That's no, hot. I know, but look at the quarterbacks they played. Yeah, okay, so, so, you, you, you played between Holmes and Cody. <laughs> if, you're, if you're beating weak opponents fight. by three points, then oh, you're not that good. Cody was 20 and 0. Now I got a bunch of weak fucking fighters. The, the, the thing with the Patriots is, here, here's the thing. They are saving their bodies. I mean, they ain't playing no tough people, but they're saving their bodies, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I'm playing a tough guy every week. Tough guy every week, every, every, every week. That's it. 
you're going to wear me down. And come December and January, I may not have that much left in the tank. But, yeah, the Patriots have a week. They're the AFC West, I mean, East. It's a weak conference. I get that. But it only helps them. I mean, besides playing Big Ben week one, who's the best quarterback they've played? Josh Allen? Okay. Uh, this is, let me ask you a question. Yep. How many great quarterbacks are in the AFC? Number one. How many can... great quarterbacks are in the AFC? Quarterback? I could think of three. three. I could think of three. Who in the AFC won the AFC Championship game? Wait, wait, say that again? Who in the AFC has won the AFC Championship game? Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. How long ago was that? Joe Flacco. 2014, I think? They were at bitches as in Denver. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey he, he beat the 49ers that year. Thank you. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I like it, man. I like it, <laughs> So, Leroy, give us a prediction for this Sunday in good old London. How how bad are the Rams going to smoke the Bengals? You know, the problem with that game is in London. True. You know what I mean? And the Rams are practicing in Atlanta. All those guys are away from home, right? Yep. Imagine you go to Atlanta last Thursday, and you're away from home, and you stay in Atlanta all week. You got to fly over to London. Somebody ain't getting something, and somebody's gonna want to get something. Ah. Uh-huh. I think that, you know, hey, it's kind of hard for the players to be away from. I think the Rams put the wives and stuff come with the players. I think so. That, that, that leaves that problem. But the, the thing is, Cincinnati, really? We can't be Cincinnati. I don't know if they're in Bangladesh or New Delhi <laughs> or, 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 or Lisbon or Melbourne or Jakarta, Indonesia. Or, I don't care where we play the, the Cincinnati Bengals at. They get their ass work. They they know coming in, they come in for a vacation. They want to go to Piccadilly Circus. And, you know, they want to go hang out with Stingfellas. But guess what? The Rams are going to kick the Cincinnati Bengals back, and they ain't going to be close. I like it. Well, Leroy, we appreciate you okay, joining guys. us tonight. And like guys, uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for joining us tonight, my friend. We appreciate it. This, this is my, tonight was my Dickie Jones impression. Sounds <laughs> 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 like it is. All right, hey, my man. We're gonna. When, are you gonna be at? Are you gonna be at uh, RWO tailgate um, against the Bears? Hey, yeah, I don't know what game I'm gonna go to, uh, but it, it, uh, text me and I'll let you know. All right, all right. Well, Sounds if you good. are, we'll come over and say hello to you. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right. Uh, I right, appreciate buddy. you. Thanks, Leroy. All right. We'll be back uh, in a few minutes. We're going to take a commercial break. Everybody, see you in a little bit. Take a walk in the moonlight. 
and we're back, fuckers. What's crack, what up? What up? What up? Just take a shit. I enjoyed that. I did too. Yeah, Leroy was great, man. He was throwing some jokes in there, and he was swearing and a little he bit. Was he, was, he was uncensored he, material. He was definitely trying to do his little Deacon Jones voice. <laughs> yeah, no, he was great. He was he was ready, man. Like when you guys were first going, I actually I don't know if you guys noticed I I answered a phone call. He called me. He was like raring to go. That's what we like. Yeah, I was like, I was like, hey, I'm on the other line with the guys. I'll call you back in a minute. He's like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, and I thought we had some really solid questions from, and we have, you know, went a little bit over what we had on the agenda. It was good. Oh man, I mean, this there's road. so much you could talk to somebody like him about. You know what I mean? Like we could have kept going if we wanted to. We cut it short because you know we got to get the show on the road. No, absolutely. I was really wanting to ask him about what it was like to play in standard definition, but I, I didn't. I dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> oh, you can ask him. I'll send you his number. All right. You All right, boys, think would have got a kick out of that. Let's get into it. Uh, Rams Bengals preview. Uh, we got a matchup between Sean McVay and his former offensive coordinator Zach Taylor, who was hired by the Bengals as the head coach. This offseason, unfortunately for Taylor, he has yet to earn his first victory in the NFL. Uh, with the lack of success right away, does the rest of the NFL stop purging our staff for pre-pubescent coaches? <laughs> I would say no, because you could go look at Green Bay and see hell of success. So <laughs> I think, but, but, but hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I know why Tommy's laughing. Oh, God. Is that Green Bay? Aaron Rodgers is the but coach no, no. now, bro. I know, but but I was also but I was I was also about to say if you're gonna go be a coach anywhere, make sure you have a quarterback. I, you didn't even let me finish what I was saying. Oh yeah, dude, Look, dude, Andy Dalton me. and Aaron Rodgers. I get it. Yeah, and I get it. Aaron Rodgers basically got Mike McCarthy fired, and they brought in the kids so Aaron Rodgers could tell him what time it is. You see the good I look? Mean, you, definitely... you see, listen, Aaron Rodgers, have you seen the behavior change in Aaron Rodgers? No, yeah, I saw what that locker room change? thing, you know, where they're, you know, giving him all kinds of credit for, what did he have, like six touchdowns this last week? Yep. Yeah, I wish he would have scored that many the previous week for fantasy purposes, but whatever. But yeah, like it, well, you just don't see that from Aaron Rodgers just in, in the locker room. I, that was the first for me, anyway. Like he looked like a giddy school kid when they're you know giving him all that props. The only thing I could tell you that I've seen different because obviously Aaron Rodgers does run things. I the difference I've seen is there has been a steady effort to run the ball, which I think Liffler brought with him. Yeah, you have to. And and what what I think is great about these two working together is that they're working together as a team. They're closer in age to each other. Um, 
he doesn't want to rock the boat, even though he is the head coach. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? I think that him going in there with the attitude that he has um, was the right way to go about it. And you're seeing, you know, the fruits of their labor, man. Just working together and having a positive attitude. And two heads are always better than one. And sometimes head coaches, regardless of how good the quarterback is, just want to call the shots. And maybe that's not yeah. what's happening. Maybe they're just working together. And if that's the case, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, and I don't know that room. No, but I mean, I could see Tommy's point here. But I mean, it's kind of the beginning of a new era. You know, it started off with McVay, you know, being successful. I mean, they tried it with the, the offensive coordinator, you know, from the Patriots, obviously, and that didn't work out with Denver. But the success that Sean McVay has had. You know, people are wanting to hone in on that. And, you know, instead of paying these top-tier older head coaches all this money, they want to pay these up-and-coming guys, and hopefully, you know, they find success sooner rather than later. Not It's not going to always be the case, like, with Zach Taylor this year, but, you know, I mean, obviously, the floor is having a successful season. Like, they came in right off the bat, had success, so... I think it's a trend that's starting. I mean, who are your oldest coaches in the league right now? You got what? Andy Reid, Bill Belichick. Pete, who Pete, else is out there? Pete, 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 Pete Carroll. He's Pete old. Pete Carroll. That's true. Yep. He is the There's old. There's three. There's three. There's three of the older coaches that are out there. Pete and uh, homeboy in Tampa. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, man, the old it's Arizona there. coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. No, I remember him. Yeah, um, not that guy. But no, no, look at look at look at Zach Taylor though. For instance, look, I get it. He came in. Andy Dalton's there. AJ Green's injured. The offensive lines in shambles. The defense is just kind of whatever. But they're not going to fire him after the season. They're not. And no, he's no, going to no. have he's going to have his choice of one or two quarterbacks at the end of the year. He's going to be exactly. able to draft his guy. He's going to be able to draft his guy, and then we'll see what he is from that point on. No, I agree. I mean, and I think this is the opportunity that they have to move on from Andy Dalton. Finally, had he kept Marvin right. Lewis around, you know, I don't, I don't think that happens. I think they still try to ride with him. That's the thing. They knew they knew what they were getting themselves into. Yeah. They knew it wasn't going to be a freaking stellar season. No, like got right out unfortunately i know there's no tanking in football but it's pretty much as close to tanking as you can get fair enough i I can't disagree with it but i mean if you look at if you look at their schedule though and you look at who they've played they've actually played quite a few close games i mean it's not like they're getting blown out every week no they played a close game with seattle what i remember Oh, I mean, that they could have gone either way. Yeah, they should have beat, yeah. beat Seattle. Um, they played a close game with Baltimore. Um, they played the else? Niners, didn't they? They got blown out by the Niners. They got yeah. blown out by Pittsburgh. But then they played a couple other close games. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm they're, trying to think who else it was, but yeah. They might flash here and there. You know, it's a, it's a team just trying to find their identity. I don't well, think they're, it happens they're, they're a team that's removed from the playoffs by only a couple of years, so they still have a lot of good players on that team that 
have playoff experience. They just have a lot of garbage to go along with it. I hate to call yeah. anybody garbage, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, they're missing their stud wide receiver, A.J. Green, who doesn't look like he's going to play this weekend. So that doesn't help uh, you. Yeah, I mean, when... T- it sounds like he's nothing, on a trade block. Nothing, nothing against... I, I don't think he is, but nothing against Tyler Boyd. But if he's your number one, you got problems. Yeah. And you got, what's his name, Tyler Effort, right? That's supposed to be the... Tyler Effort? I don't even think he's going to play this weekend. No, I think, I, think, I, think, uh, I think Mark had it right the first time. Tyler Effort, because he brings zero effort, because he's always fucking hurt Ooh. anyway. Do you remember when the Rams tried to sign him? They tried to, yeah. They tried to trade for him. Two years right, ago. Set, oh, that was, yeah, that, was, that, that was a fucking stupid idea. The glad it didn't yeah. work. Well, let's be honest. Before Eifert gets injured, that motherfucker balled out. Yeah. He was one of the premier tight ends in the league before he got injured. Well, good thing and we didn't say never the D rows of tight ends or what. He's just he's just a shell of himself since the injuries, man. I mean, it happens. It's a tough game. Unless you're fucking 100%, you know, right. You, it's hard to go out there and play fucking at an elite level. Yeah, look at the tight end out there and um, for the Chargers. What's his, uh, Hunter? Yeah, and he's playing well now that he's back, finally. Yeah, and after how many years has it been at least, what, Two three years that he's just been trying and trying and trying to stay two, healthy two, and have happened. Yeah, right. He balled out in his first game back. What did he have? Three touchdowns? Two touchdowns? I don't remember exactly. Yeah, no, he definitely has the, the talent, but it just. Are we going to talk about the fucking Chargers? Or are we going to talk about the fucking game? We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about two balls, one cup, beating off in church for the second time this year. Nobody gives a fuck about the Chargers, not even the Chargers. Okay, you like you like how he didn't. You know, like he yeah. didn't even acknowledge what I just said. Dude, who cares about fantasy football? I'm fucking so over it, dude. Is it because your team's bad? Oh, I don't. I'm in three leagues now, which I told myself I never would do. So I'm gonna back out of one of them next year. It's just, it's. I don't know. I got better things to do. Some people are in like eight leagues. Like, get a fucking life, dude. Like, dude, I've only been in, in one in for three, about fifteen I'm in three years. Leagues. Three is becoming. I'm in three leagues. I must say, three is becoming. Hey, becoming I'm three's yeah. not that bad, but anything you know, more I'm than that, I would. Be, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in one fantasy league this year. That's and probably why. That's and probably why Rob. That's probably why Rob said I fucking drafted uh, the 2017 fantasy team because I don't even pay attention to who's good. I don't even care. Like I just draft guys Ooh. that I know. I don't know no fucking rookies or none of that. I don't pay attention to that shit no more. I guess I just lost interest in it. It's just not that fucking fun. I've been playing it since 2005, and it's not that fun anymore. To be honest with you, it used to be, but yeah, eh. no, it's like I video games. I don't. I don't play video games anymore either. It's fucking boring. I don't play them either. But I'll tell you what. There's one league. There's one league I'm engaged in, and then there's two leagues that I'm in. I think because That's I don't. I'm not in up. any leagues for any real money. I don't give a shit. Like even in the yeah, league no, we're in, with, I'm in a league with Mark with and. The the buy in is is suspect, you know. So, but then right. that's why I did side bets with people because it makes it more interesting. Hundred dollar side bet just for okay. one game, 
you know, I'm oh, okay. I'm all over that, but I want I want to gamble. I want fucking a reason to care, and money is a great reason to give a shit. But if well, I'm yeah, playing no, for I, I'm in money, one league. Eh. I'm in one league that's two hundred dollar buy-in. I mean, and then my other league is twenty five bucks. I could give two shits about, it. and then the league me and you are in, it's zero money. So, and a bunch of whiny little bitches. And if they're listening to the fucking show, yes, you're a bunch of whiny little bitches. A bunch and of whiny Mark little bitches. Should replace you next year. What's Sweet. that? And Mark should replace you next year. Replace me? No, the oh, whiny oh. little bitches. Oh, well, unless you're one of them. You, tell, tell Russ. I told him. He fucking say anything. What did he say? They don't want to kick anybody anything. out. They don't want to kick nobody yeah. out. Speaking of, speaking of Russ, has anybody talked to him lately? Yeah. Yes, as a matter of fact, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, just, he, I haven't reached out to him he, in a while. He, he called the Jalen Ramsey trade. Not that it wasn't obvious, but, you know, he reached out to me and told me to send out that tweet to let everybody know that he had it called at, like, 2.20 p.m., whatever that fucking day was. He was spot on. It happened two hours later. As soon as they traded well, yeah, Marcus Tom, Peters. Me and Tommy talked about it. <laughs> well, we, me yeah. and Brian were actually on the phone with the salary cap up and – matched up the money dollar for dollar within less than $500 of what was left and what his contract was for this year. And we both were on the phone, and we were like, oh, it's getting done. And it got done in less than 30 minutes. It was fucking hilarious. Yep. No, it wasn't. It was obvious after the first couple trades. I, 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 the I, posted, I posted one tweet. And I waited because I didn't want to ruin it, but I waited until like right before it happened. And I posted one tweet under, I think it was Blaine. He said something like, "There's no way the Rams would trade for him." I was like, "Actually, yes, there is, and this is why." And then like couple, like literally thirty minutes later, the trade went down. <laughs> that shit was funny, dude. I was dying. Right? <laughs> like, there's no Just way. Just because it was Blaine, and, and we're fucking laughing when people are saying, like, "There's no way. There's no way." I'm like, "Motherfucker, it's less need. There's always a way, bitch." Motherfucking right. Lesney is the smartest. There's a way, dude. He wheels and deals, man. He makes well, it fun to be a fan. Goes, he, he also goes back with the fucking Jacksonville GM from their time in Atlanta. Yeah, he's got. I mean, relationships all over the league. But the fact that he has the right. balls enough to execute these types of trades every year makes it fun for us fans because when the Rams were in St. Louis, nobody was trading nothing and we were signing guys like Mike Sim Michael Sims Walkers and fucking guys that you that were second class citizens in the NFL. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me you weren't excited for Michael Sims Walker back in the day? <laughs> Dude, I got it, but I was. <laughs> Our team was so like, bad, was, you would get excited for... Yeah. He was an upgrade. I was like, oh my god, we finally got somebody like that's going to catch got, the We got between. somebody that couldn't even... Yeah, we got somebody that couldn't even stick around in Jacksonville, but he's going to be an upgrade to our receiving core. That's how fucking bad our uh, franchise remember was. Remember when we had Brandon Lloyd? Like, oh my god, like, oh, dude, that was like the trade of the decade, right uh, there, man. Mark Clayton. <laughs> oh, dude, I remember when we uh, when we signed Cadillac Williams. I was like, oh yeah, Cadillac's <laughs> gonna come in and run the fuck out of the ball. <laughs> yeah, we were what, so. What did um, we go two and fourteen that year? <laughs> I think it's funny oh. that we were all crying. 
somewhere in this country separately and didn't even know each other yet. It's fucking great. <laughs> Man, I, I can think of, I was I could think of so many. Dude, I, I used to be like fucking sly where I would just look at these undrafted guys and be like, yeah, that guy, that guy, that guy is badass. He's going to fucking start for us one day. And now I look at fucking like tweets from like Jake and Sly and they're talking about these undrafted guys. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry. I was looking at Twitter. We have a good... I was looking at Twitter the other day and uh, did you guys see Forrest Lamp went down again, man? I'm sure glad yes, we didn't draft that guy. That earlier. Oh, I was a big I I'm a big earlier. fan. I'm a big fan, but his body's obviously not built for this game. You know. Hey, and since you're going away from the Rams, I want to mention the whole Josh Gordon thing that. Wait, 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 wait. Are we, are we talking about the Chargers again? Are we yeah. talking about the Chargers again? I did that on purpose. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, but Josh Gordon, that's, that's kind of interesting. He didn't even know that he was going to be put on IR for the rest of the season. And he's trying to get released as soon as that happens. I don't blame them. That's kind of suspect by the Patriots, but with Bill Belichick. Well, they're moving on. They obviously, they obviously said. They obviously said we trust Muhammad Sanu more, and they know they got that kid Nikhil Harry coming off of IR probably really soon. Yes, they drafted in the first round. Yep, but hey, I tell you what, when I saw that kid in the draft, I thought he was going to be good. So we'll see. Yeah, no, I got Wait, it, man. Did Did you say the Patriots drafted a, a wide receiver in the first round? They did. They did. Oh yeah, he's not going to be good. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I knew you're going to. Wow. Say that. Wow. Bill Belichick just ain't good at picking them wide receivers. That is his one flaw. He is terrible at picking that position. That's why he goes against Chad Ochocinco, Randy Moss, you name them. When he picks them in the first round himself, they're hot garbage. When's the last time he picked one in the first round besides him? Don't make me go back because there's about six of them in the last 20 years and they were all shit. Well, I can think of Philip. What was it? Was it Philip Dorsett? That's he was with the Colts. Colts no, that's sorry. He went to the Colts. He was a Colts first round. No, I'm just like I'm like who the fuck did they draft in the first round? I can't like, even. That's see. This is they had the only <laughs> receiver that I remember. But they don't even draft in the first. Down. They never even draft in the first round. They always fucking trade down. All right, I will. Where, where I will go back. I will day. go back <laughs> next episode, and I will have them for you, and they, I'll pull the names, and then you'll go. Oh, that's why I don't remember. Because they don't matter. No, no, I know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm like, I don't even remember the last time they dropped in the first round besides this year. I don't either because they were that shitty. Well, that too, and they will and deal out of the first round just like what? Uh, what round did they get Dion Branchin? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that guy. He ended up in Seattle after after that. Didn't and he? then, and then he signed that big contract in Seattle. He was shit, and so they traded. He basically got released and came back, and he was good again. Uh, never pick up Patriots, fucking free agents, cast-offs, whatever you want to call them. Just don't do it. Right? He was a linebacker that went from from there to the Browns and then back this year. Now Jamie Collins, who's now, who's now like a defensive the fucking uh, player of the year candidate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just don't do it. Stay away from them. It's the system. It's the system. No. Yep. Well... Look at Stephon Gilmore. Look at Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. Didn't, didn't do exactly. shit in Buffalo, motherfucker. Hey, but you know what? Not ever, Nobody does the shit in Buffalo, and they go up you, up there. You, yeah, and they have success. Have you, guys, have you guys watched the show? It's a new show on Netflix called Living With Yourself. I don't watch Netflix TV shows. I okay. haven't seen it. So, Maybe I'll tune in so, tonight. So, 
So so go on there and watch episode one, and Tom Brady's on there, oh, and that will explain to you. And when you see what Tom Brady did, and then you know you got to watch the full episode to understand it. But once you watch the full episode and you see what Tom Brady did on it, besides the fact that it makes it look like he's making fun of Robert Kraft for going to a massage parlor, um, once you see that, you'll go, okay, the Patriots. That's what they do every year. You'll understand. Just just watch one episode. Okay, I'll do that tonight before bed. What was okay. it called again? It's all it's all living with yourself. It's got uh, it's got the dude okay. from I Love You, Man. Oh, now it's, no, it's actually a really good show. It's actually a really good show. I've been watching. I'm like on episode four or five or something. It's it's been really fucking good so far. I will check that out for sure. So, predictions for this weekend. What do we got? Uh, I don't know. Ass whipping, I'm going to get drunk. That's about it. Damn, dude. You Ooh. sound like the fucking grudge right there. That little thing you did right now. So, I thought I was going to so, get fucking spooked. Uh, so, I'll, 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 tell, I'll tell you that I Saturday night, I am doing a Halloween party, and I'm escorting a bunch of, you know, my distributor partners. Um, you know, raid your party all night. And then I have a flight that leaves at 7 a.m. Sunday morning. So I land in LAX at 9.30. I'm going to be pretty fucking tired, but I'm just going to fucking get drunk like Tommy, and we're going to win by 30. I'm going to say that it's going to be another shutout across the pond, like we shut out the Cardinals, I believe it was last year, right? No. So the year before, right. I'm thinking right. you're back. So it's going to be another shutout. I'm going to say it's going to be 28 to zero. Okay. No, no kicking the ball, huh? No. Nope. Right. I think you... we kicked the ball because we're not, we're struggling in the red zone, dude. Ah, I, I, I think <laughs> that we're finding something. We're finding a rhythm. Jared Goff is going to have close to a not maybe not a career game, but pretty damn close to it. He's going to be on the mark. He's going to no pun intended. He's going to maybe have like on the lark. Four, on the lark. There you go. I like that. He's going to have maybe four or five incompletions. He's going to be efficient. Well, I would love that because in my money league in fantasy football, I am starting Jared Goff this week since Pat Mahomes went down, and I was lucky enough to pick him up a couple weeks mm-hmm. earlier just because I saw him on the waiver wire. So, and here's yeah. one more. Here's one more zinger. Darrell uh, Henderson gets in the end zone two times. Darrell, dude, one kid passing, is, kid is shifty. one kid reception, is shifty. one running. Hey, my Brian, how many times are you going to step on Mark's dick? My dick's sore, dude. Fuck. <laughs> Damn. How many, how many times? I don't know, man. I, I'm just I'm just shocked that Mark talked more than you did tonight. Yeah, I don't got much to say tonight. I don't give a fuck. I'm wow. in one of those moods. <clears throat> I'm in one of those moods. I want, I want to get some more bad reviews from douchebags that only listen to 40 seconds of our show. Well, that's the thing. So I, I read that one, and it said within 40 seconds. And I was like, wait, well, um, so you didn't listen that to the rest technical of the show. difficulty <laughs> was like probably 20 minutes into the show. So did you really only listen 40 seconds, or are you just a fucking douchebag? 
douchebag. Douche nozzle. I'm going to go douche knuckle. I'm going to go douche knuckle. Douche knuckle. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the, you know, like the middle ground between a moose knuckle and a douchebag. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. It's easy so, to get uh, online oh, and, can, and criticize people when you've done nothing with your life. But let's go. And oh, and can wait, 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 wait. And one thing I forgot to bring up last week or Sunday after the pregame or the postgame show that we were on. Can we bag on fucking Matt for his Atlanta has such a good defense. They're going to be in the NFC championship game. I'm eating a Krispy Kreme donut. Atlanta's the shit. They're so good. Hey, I say we hit a commercial break, and then we crank call Matt and see if he answers. Ooh. What do you Tommy? say, Tommy? Um, yeah, I wasn't ready for that. I can call him from my number, and then it won't look like a private number. He'll just maybe think I'm calling them randomly. Okay. I mean, I could see that possibly working. All right. Give me a second. I got to load some tunes. Yeah. Because we don't have engineers on this show, you fucking dumb listeners. We do it all <laughs> ourselves. So fucking eat a dick. And if we the, talk the, about the you, hairiest, most vainiest of dicks. It's because my balls are hairy, and when I put them on your forehead, they sweat and make your forehead moist. Would you yeah. say that your balls are Nikhil hairy? A Nikhil hairy ball. Like it. All right. Well, we're going to play a song from me on the drums because I've actually done something with my life, you cock smoker. This is yeah. Aveva with Abrasive Pillow.
suck it, motherfuckers. I'm losing my voice. Hey, how about you sing, sing the song that you just played? Because I'm sure you had some mad vocals on it. Hey, how about I go fucking to bed now? Dude, Washington, Washington is putting a hurting on uh, the Astros right now, by the way. Okay, 10 to fucking game. 2. No, I know, but I'm just <laughs> thinking like this would have been the Dodgers fucking year. Jesus Christ, the fucking Nationals are running away with this. First two games in Houston, just fucking smacking them. Thanks for reminding me, Brian. Appreciate that. Oh, stop being a little bitch. Now we're back to fucking Mark and his country song. All right. Oh, damn it. Um, I'm going to go. So you guys keep talking. I'm going to call fucking Matt in and see if we can make this happen. If not, leave a fucking nasty message for him. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Hey, Tommy. Tommy, who's your player of the game this weekend? It's mm, a good question. I'm gonna say oboe. The Obo. fuck is that noise? He's not. A, he hasn't. That's not me. Those aren't my dogs. Fucking shut those. My dogs are right up. here. Fucking mutts. <laughs> oh, well, that's an interesting pick. Why not? I also did see that Troy Hill, his his status for the game is up in the air right now, so that's interesting. So he might get a little bit of uh, Darius Williams. But obviously the Bengals don't really have a wide receiver to worry about, so I don't see why we would worry. Nah, I'm not worried about them at all, dude. This Jalen lockup. Well, if you leave your name and number, I'll make sure I get back to you as quickly as possible. Thank you very much. Yay. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hi, Matthew. The Atlanta Falcons are really good. They have a great defense. They're number one. They're going to play for the NFC Championship game. Fellas? Howdy ho! Hi. Hi, fellas. I like Matt Ryan because he makes me feel good. Howdy ho! Alright, gentlemen. That is... Our episode for Rams Uncensored. Thanks for joining us tonight. We will talk to you next week. Have a good one. People like to people just people like to hear Matt Queef shit. <laughs> you can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill ninety nine point nine percent of viruses and bacteria, including COVID nineteen virus, when used as directed on hard, non porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.